Hey guys, this podcast is being brought to you today with the help of Blue Mic microphones and Skull Candy headphones. So check them out at bluemic.com and skullcandy.com. So this week, Nick and I invited a guest to sit in. So I called up my old roommate and he agreed to come down. And he's a well-known musician, at least in Canada, and I'm sure in circles all over the world, certain circles, especially the indie rock circle. Not a lot of people know this, but we roomed together back in the day for quite a few years, four years. And when we did room together, both of us were trying to get our respective bands off the ground. And through the years, behind the scenes, whether people know it or not, we've both been very supportive of each other, despite how our respective genres stand polar opposite of one another. Much like how we are as people when we room together. We were kind of the odd couple. He's more like Oscar, and I'm more like Felix, if you are familiar with that show, The Odd Couple. And uh, since then, we really only see each other occasionally on the road when our bands happen to cross paths or during the holidays. So it was really nice to catch up with him. A lot of what we ended up discussing on the mic got edited out mainly because it was more inside stuff. We don't really get to see each other, so we were talking about people or things that would be boring to anyone who isn't familiar with these people we were talking about. So I think what ended up in the podcast is pretty much the bulk of our discussion, our meeting. So I hope you enjoy it. Here it is. The official Danko Jones podcast starts now. Welcome to another episode of the official Danko Jones podcast. With me, as always, from now on, is Mr. Nick Flanagan. Hi. How you doing, Nick? I'm great. I think this week, as we hinted in our last episode last week that we were going to have a special guest, our special guest has arrived. I just tweeted about you arriving here, and you are here, special guest. I should have tweeted myself as well. I haven't. When I leave, I'll tweet. How often do you tweet it? Uh, well, I just got the latest iPhone, not the iPhone 4S, but just the iPhone 4. Because uh-huh. the t- Twitter option was gone off my last phone. Really? They took it off? No, I don't know what happened. It's just, you know, the phones, they're only... You got one of those men- Chinese iPods? The, yeah, the Chinese <laughs> iPod. Oh, great. It's going to explode. Let's start controversially. Yeah. Well, here we are. Welcome to our podcast, Mr. Brendan Brendan Can <laughs> Brendan Canning. Brendan Canning is here. Brendan Canning, how are you? Uh, well, uh, really happy to be here. I'm guys. very excited that yeah, you came down. I'm happy to be on the Danko Jones official podcast. Now, not a lot of people with Nick Flanagan. With yes. Nick, of course, here as always, from now on. <laughs> but uh, not a lot of people know this. Maybe they do if they've bought the Broken Social Scene book, This Book is Broken. <laughs> By Stuart Berman. Stuart Berman, who's also working on our book yeah. as we speak. Available at bookstores. Amazon.com. I, yeah, yeah. We used to live together. We lived together for four years. We lived together while Broken Social Scene was formulating. 
Yeah, essentially. And one of the reasons when we talked on the phone, I wanted to get you in here and just shoot the shit about the good old days. Yeah. And uh, it was quite an interesting match, you and I living together. I think to a lot of people who heard about it, they uh, I think what ran through their head was, that's never going to work for more than six months, if even that. And look what we did. Proved them wrong. Four fucking years. Four Three. years is like, how many months is that? 24? 48. 46, 48, 48 months. Throw, so. in, throw in Dirty G, a.k.a. George Vale. Does he go by that tag? Dirty G, I don't know. George Vale, he was the uh, third roommate who lived with us. And George, well, he did both our band's videos. He's a music director. He is. He's shot music videos in our house. Yes, he um, has. He, he shot it when we were there or when we were on tour. Even did you do any tea party videos at your house? No, he did a Fifi Dobson video. I thought it was Fay Fay. Fay Fay. The first Dobson. Fifi Dobson, who is, how would you categorize her? A pop singer? She's, I guess a pop singer. She was a pop singer and then she became. She's a trying diva? to do more of a singer songwriter thing now, I think. Oh, really? She, well, because she was writing songs and then. I don't think that the bye-bye boyfriend thing gave her... She was an unknown just singer making a video, and it was George, so it was all cool that, you know, we were letting our roommate shoot this video, and then I saw the video and on television, and I said, that's our bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then she became somewhat of a known celebrity in Canada... Or the world? She got a push. She did she get a push. Got a, she got I don't a push, know. but I don't know if anyone really... Does think, anybody in London was... or Belgium or, or I, Frankfurt know who she is? I don't is? know. Is she more or less famous than Willa Ford? Well, I don't know who I that is. I don't know is. who that is either. Well, you guys should look her up. She's been topless before. High fives. <laughs> Willa Ford. Willa Ford. She was... there. That was during the scramble, the great scramble of 2000 what? Two, 2003? Dude, I don't know 2000? who the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> the great, the great girl singer scramble. And I don't even know what the fucking scramble is. What is the, the great scramble? What are you talking about? Britney Spears had sort don't of... Don't you know about the had, great... Had, had achieved her popularity. Her, 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 you know, she was in place. Christina Aguilera was in place. They needed more... What about Robin? Rob... Robin was sort of still... She was resting and getting into the second Robin career. What about that uh, Annie... That's different too. That that's I'm talking about. And he's Scandinavian. Yeah, we're, I'm not talking about Scandinavian people. I'm talking. I know about Robin is. That's about it. American. Or Licky Lee now. North Americans. Oh, I like they were trying to find yeah. which teenage girl singer would be the one that would be the next Britney Spears. The answer was like none of them. And what did they call yeah. that? Search the great the scramble. The great, the great scramble. scramble. That's <laughs> off my radar, man. If my yeah. mom knows who it is, then I'll know who. There it is. was a girl yeah. named Katie. Um, God, I can't remember her last name, and that's a problem. Sometimes it hits. She was the daughter of uh, someone who was in Poco, and <laughs> she wound up. We're talking to about start... shit that I just don't know anything about. Dude, you know Poco, where? Though. Where have you no. taken us? I don't know Poco. You know taken... Poco. Uh, yeah, the band. The Poco. band Poco. Yeah, but oh. you've taken us down a road that we can't get out of. Yeah. Can we switch gears here? Okay. Chicks. <laughs> Can okay. we just talk about... We went of, from Fifi Dobson to uh, The Great Scramble. We were oh, talking sorry. about how, you know, we got... <laughs> we were roommates. Yeah, we should we have focused roommates. on Fifi Dobson for a little <laughs> yeah, while. Yeah, yeah. But I, I was... I mean, when you would go away for a week, you'd be away. And I'd have the house to myself. Yeah. I'd always wonder, 
when I'd finally see you, where the hell were you the whole week? Not that I'm complaining to have the whole house to yourself. But this is before I was on tour? This is before Broken Social Scene even existed. And you would always say, well, I'm, a, I'm over at Kevin's house. Kevin being Kevin oh, Drew. Oh, right, right. This is going way back. Yeah, yeah. To 99. And, and, I, and I would think like, well, okay, well, I'm glad you're doing this little project, you know, but, you know, you were DJing and you had your other music outfits and stuff. And then, you know, I moved out because Danko Jones, our band, the band was just touring like crazy. Well, and actually, if we could note before Dirty G, George Vale, Richard Switzer. The Switz. The Switz, who ran Sound King Records. Dick the Switz. Guy. The original label for the Danko Jones, right. who actually brought uh, brought uh, you into the fold on yeah. uh, on our little street there. Mm-hmm. He was also the guy who uh, bankrolled my uh, band recording. At one point, my band T-Cord Combo recording. When I moved in, you... You were living at the house with Richard Switzer, who I actually mentioned in My Love is Bold, our song. Right. I, uh, What's the lyric? Uh, I can't. I'm so bad at quoting myself. But something Dick Switzer. It's oh, off yeah. a song called My Love is Bold. So Richard brought me in, and I'd known you from the various bands you had been in around the scene in, in Toronto and really in Canada. So yeah. I knew who you were. And uh, we moved in together. We found out we got along. Mm-hmm. Richard moved out because he got married. He did. We brought in Mr. Music Director George Vale. He ruined with us, did some music videos for <laughs> for Fifi Dobson and stuff. And a few other things. Yeah. And uh, then I moved out because I was touring so much. And I'd come by, drop by the house every now and then, visit you guys. And the one, I remember this is the this is this is the turning point for me is when I came by at the house to visit you two guys and you were on the cover of iMagazine and I didn't even know and you guys showed it to me and Broken Social Scene was on the cover of iMagazine and I'm and I remember just going this what is this the project you've been working on with Kevin all those weeks you'd be away and stuff and suddenly it just blossomed and every time I'd come back from tour you guys were on the CBC, then you were on all over the radio, you were all over the media, then you were all over the American media, Then, I, and then I remember I was in, uh, by this time I knew you guys were a known band name, and I was in, I think I was somewhere in Europe, I was in the hotel, I turned it on, there was an old episode of David Letterman, and there you guys were, and I was laughing my head off, I couldn't believe you guys we're on Letterman. You guys made it onto Letterman. And most of the time when I see bands that are close to me but not close to me, I always respond with a, fuck, this is fucking crazy. But I remember thinking when I saw you, <laughs> that's your patented response. Like, that's a- Yeah, I, I usually mutter under my breath, this fucking bullshit. <laughs> but I remember when I saw you especially, I was very proud that you were on Letterman. I was filled with a lot of pride that I wanted to tell everybody in our touring party yeah. that you were well, you, used to, you were on Letterman. You heard the early mixes. All the you know the ones I remember one song was Pacific theme. And okay. I played that for, and I think we both agreed it's like yeah the the drums the drums aren't right in that song. 
and then we went back in well not me personally but those drums were really chopped up to make them fit right yeah I remember a few nights uh, when this is before the first album not you forgot it but the first one when it was just you and Kevin oh yeah yeah and uh, you got I came home and I was working at the porn shop mm-hmm. I'd come home from the porn shop and I had the night shift and I was I'd always come home a little tired and a little aggro and you guys were working on song titles yeah well you had some good ones back then I was in a mood that night I think yeah. that is the one the night that I remember yeah cue the fags everything had the word fag <laughs> in it because I was just in a mood not I wasn't being homophobic or anything no. I was just no. just trying to because I figured well you guys are doing this indie rock thing it's the farthest thing that you could Used to 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 discuss. So, did you ever wind up using any of those those titles with the? No, we never. We had a couple of. I'm still your fag. Yeah, I'm still your. Yeah, we <laughs> That's did a good that. Name. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't cue the fags. It, it was wasn't. capture the flag. Mm-hmm. Rhymes with. Was that capture from me saying fag. capture the fag? What that cue one the, night? No, I think capture the flag's a game. Yeah, it is, but I, I don't, don't know. know what kind of game it is actually. Um, it's one of those mystery games where you have to. Go to an embassy. <laughs> yeah, go to the Brazilian embassy. Take a flag, which is what you did today. Which is what I did today. Well, I got a phone call at ten thirty, <laughs> saying, "Hey, your passport's back at the office. You got to take it to the Brazilian consulate because we're leaving in less than ten days." Damn. And then you get to the Brazilian consulate, and they say, "Oh, I don't know if we can get it done in time." And then you say, "Well, you have to get it done." And then you see your monitor tech there with his wife and kid. And his passport's expiring in less than three months. So now he was on his way to get a rush passport. And then he has to come back to the Brazilian... I don't even know if he'll be able to go. Do you know the Brazilian embassy, there's no hair on the carpet at all? They make sure. I don't think there was... I don't think there... (laughs) I don't think there was any carpet at the office. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) It's hardwood for it. You got hardwood. 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 The Brazilian gave you hardwood. The logistics of getting a band like Broken Social Scene together, where it's sometimes a revolving door of, of, of members and you guys are traveling the world and traveling all together. Has there been some crazy, crazy stories where just everybody was frazzled and going in 10 different directions all at once on the road? I mean, getting to and from gigs can often be you know, 10 different flights. Like, let's say... No. You know, we played a, a private party in Tofino. So, you know, the next day, two people are flying out at 8.30, but then the next people are flying out the next day at such and such a date and going to Montreal, but someone's going to Winnipeg, or, you know, just the travel logistics. Unbelievable. Yeah. Like, okay, well, how many people are flying home after Vancouver? Okay, you, you, and you, you're going to where? You're going to Calgary. You're going to Montreal. We're going to stay in Vancouver. You guys got to fly from Montreal to Chicago. We're flying Vancouver to Chicago. Charles doesn't come to that gig. Our tour manager is a mm-hmm. bass player. He learns Charles' bass parts and plays his gig. Puts on a mustache. Puts on a mustache. We play in front of a Heineken billboard. Fada bing. 
And that's why you put out a solo album in 2008? Yeah, 2008, that's right. Something for all of us. I actually have a full album that's currently being looked at by a label. Nice. That's not arts and crafts. That's a that's a side project you've got, you've had for years before Ages. Broken Souls. Yeah, yeah, and then it finally sort of with uh, an old Danko drummer. Yes, Damon Richardson. Damon, he who shall be named. Sure. <laughs> um, Good drummer. Yeah, he's yeah. on Cookie Duster. Yeah, he's drumming yeah. on Cookie Duster. Yeah. And uh, um, I did a track for that long time long ago, ago. That will not make this. That label will not, that, will not that make, track will not. No. Have, what do you mean you did a track? I sang a cut that they put together. For Two me. cuts. Did it Two? have one of those titles like you like were suggesting? This is the cut. <laughs> that was that the title. The song title. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah. Um, did you guys do a lot of collaboration when you were living together? Funny and funnily enough, no. No. Here we are, two musicians living together. Mm-hmm. Um, both of us doing a lot of different things, very active, and yet. No collaboration. There were a lot of people collaborating in our house with Brendan. Although I did, uh, I came on one Danko tour when I was uh, cash-strapped. This is true. Cash-strapped, jobless, and uh, Sound King Records boss Richard Switzer suggested maybe I could drive the van. Right. Driver, tour manage, yeah. and guitar tech. Yeah, oh, yeah, so driving kid. Yeah, yeah. Doing, so that's sort of a collaboration. <laughs> yeah, that well, it is. You're Was it a collaboration? You're, Did they collaborate it's with a, you? It's a collaboration. That? But then Sloan's guitar tech eventually sort of just moved in. and. Did he? Kind of, well, he, after a while, you know, he saw me like, you know, fiddling around, and I'm, I was not bored to be a guitar tech. I yeah. mean, it worked out okay. We I got mean, was, through the tour. Yeah, yeah. It was it a was good a tour, tour. A Sloan, Sloan tour. A support slot. Yeah, yeah. A Sloan. That was great. Yeah. I remember this one time on the on the tour, we were, the, the show was over, and I was at the merch table, yeah. you know, whatever, saying hi to people, and you were there, yeah. and these two people came up to me, and, and they said, can we take a photo? And my, you know, obvious reaction was, yeah, sure, sure. They hand me the, the camera, <laughs> yeah. and they want to take a picture with Brendan. Now, this is right. years before b- Broken Social Scene, right? but because Brendan was before Broken, now not a lot of people know, was in a band called Head. Oh, I know. That achieved national um, prominence, Yes, and they were Head fans. Right. And I was, was a Head fan. Mainly funny. regional prominence, I would but say. But there was a Much Music was Airplay involved. There was a Much Music Airplay. So that's national, true. We yeah, can, national. Yeah, let's can push the boundaries there. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was into Head. Head were the, at the first concert I, I uh, saw, the first real concert I went that, to. At the Palladium or yes, somewhere? Yes, at the yeah. Palladium called oh, the Palladium. Grunge Before The Grunge Christmas. That Stole Christmas. Was it the Grunge? I think it was the Grunge Before No, it was the Grunge That Stole, that stole Christmas. And Just that word alone. Is is people can figure out when we're what year we're talking about. Yeah. Right. And if you thought Early it was two thousand and seven, you're no. wrong. Yeah. It was actually nineteen ninety three or something. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was all local groups. Mm-hmm. And I wound up working in warehouses with the uh, members of a lot of that yeah. those bands that opened then. I don't know if you were on that show. No, I, I wasn't. But there's a lot of people that would come into our house and the way I am just as a person I'm very private I like to keep to myself and but at the same time I recognize that and I for that reason as well I wanted to live with Brendan and I enjoyed the fact that I lived with him because I need to be more social even when we're on tour 
I'm in the dressing room. I'm in the club for the whole day. I don't go out. I'm a very insular, inside kind of guy. And the fact that Brendan's band is called Broken Social Scene makes sense to me when I heard it because there is a lot of people who would come into the house, a lot of people calling the house. It would get me upset at times, <laughs> <laughs> depending on who it was or what time they were dropping by or calling. Um, but even doing this podcast, having people come into my inner sanctum and, and forcing the podcast to be here as opposed to in a studio is my way of trying to be more social. Like last night, No Me's No played. I was all set on going. Oh, where'd they play? And then I, I pivoted around again. and turned. They played at the Garrison. Oh, no Me's sure. No was one of the best concerts I saw. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to see that. I know. It was just, there's things, personal things I couldn't... God, I saw them more than 20 years ago. Yeah. I saw them about eight years ago and they were That's a classic show that I never went to. The X. Yeah. Exactly. And Flight Camp. I've heard so much about that show. Flight Camp had a man behind the skins that night who uh, did a little stint in Danko Jones, oddly enough. Yes. uh, Yeah, you're you're going, you're bringing up all our old drummers. Yeah. Yeah. Who now produces records for... Groups like Metric. Metric and yeah, Three Days Grace. Yeah, he's Billy had Talent. Did Billy yeah, Talent. Billy Talent. Did Billy yeah, Talent. Gavin, Gavin Brown did a lot of, lot of success. He played that show that night. Uh, and from there, great. Wait, oh, yeah. The No Means No. The No Means No. X. The X and Flight Camp. So doing, doing this podcast is forcing me to be more social. Yeah, you're so, hosting right now. I'm hosting. You got me a soda water here, a yeah. nice Perrier very or good. I'm you not very good. You left me alone in, the, in your apartment for Which is, several minutes. Yeah, uh, I don't usually do that. Ago. I'm forcing myself to be more... You got lots of stuff to play with here. There was all kinds of moments that happened when we were living together that now I guess we can laugh at because it was kind of funny um, that people were... You know, I remember this one time, and I relayed it before you came over here. Um, There's a call that came in at six in the morning while we were living together, and I picked up the phone, and all I heard on the other line was quack, 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 like this squeaking noise. Mm-hmm. And this is in the early days of people having s- cell phones. Now everyone has one. And I realized after it kept calling the house that it was someone's phone in their pocket was going off, and they hadn't locked their phone. So I waited for about 15 minutes. Now by this time I'm up. Like I'm I'm totally up. Like I'm I'm very up. I so called you hung them. on to the call for 15 minutes. I waited till it was definitely off. Uh-huh. I star 69 the number, got the number, called the person up. Uh-huh. And he answered and he said, "Hello." And I go, "Yeah, what do you want?" And he goes, "What do you what do I want? You called me." And I go, no, I didn't. You've been calling me for half an hour. And I just screamed at the top of my lungs. I just chewed this guy out. At, and I guess it was 7 in the morning by now. Yeah. And it was Jamie, that the, your friend Jamie. Jamie Dagg? I guess. I don't know his last name, but it was he was, he yeah, was in, yeah. he's in, uh, he's in film and television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jamie Dagg. An and actor? No. Uh, no. Behind the scenes guy. Behind the scenes. And to Director. this day... Whenever I see that guy in any sort of, sort of, not that I see him everywhere, but whenever I see that guy, he doesn't give me the time of day. And I know why. It was because <laughs> I called him and I chewed him out long ago about calling the house. And that would happen. Not 
all the time, but just because what pocket calls would happen all the time? No, no, people calling it like two in the Those morning. Those happen going, all hey, the time. Hey, Brendan? There's a party, and I'm not Mr. Party. Yeah. Right. So I've been sleeping for three hours already. It's two in the morning. I go to bed at eleven, and I would just, I would, I would be the biggest fucking asshole. And and after a while, people would call up and I'm like another phone call. Oh, there was a there was a good one. If I can just interject here. Where someone where I was writing a bit of music for some commercials, and the the guy I was writing for he called at about eight or eight thirty in the morning looking <sighs> for me, and you would just hand the phone like, "Hello, who's this?" Oh, and such an and so it was sorry. this guy who I was working for. Right. Oh my yeah. god. And then we never got a job again after that. Oh. Really? Oh boy. I, but then cut to a few years later. But it turned out it wasn't. It was just a coincidence. Oh my god. Because they had bought a music library, and plus Broken Social Scene was taken off at that point. No, so. but you still need that extra money, man. Thank Always. God. You got but then, but then a few years later, <laughs> I said, "Hey, we're still, yeah, you know. <laughs> you never sure, know. Sure, I'll knock off a Broken Social Scene song. For I don't your live with Barbie that fucking commercial. dick anymore. <laughs> yeah." So it's all yeah. cool. You're Everything's cool. cool, Chris. He's not going to be answering the phone. No, don't worry about it. Hey, I'll tell him. I was <laughs> such a dick, man. Like, and it was, you know, it was a a, a bunch of things. First of all, I'm I'm not used to being around people I don't know. Like, I'm not comfortable with. And everyone was coming in the house. And well, we had a good run though. We had four years. That's four years. Man. I just that's like the longer fact that than. You- Sorry, yeah. Uh, but you were would get mad if people called after eleven, but you'd also get mad if people called at like eight in the morning. So there was not early or late. Were was both. I like look. I'm a morning guy, mm-hmm. and and I um the mornings were it worked out with us because Brendan is a night guy, and he mm-hmm. would he would DJ and he would have to work at night, and yeah. I'm a morning guy. I love the fact that. At the house, I had mornings to myself. I would turn on Stern in the kitchen. I would make myself breakfast. I would hang out by myself. And this is how I am. And I would listen to music by myself. And then in the evenings, he would have the house to his himself. You and, could have your dinners. Sure. You know, or whatever the hell was going on. Uh, God, God sure do I, I don't know what happened. As is always the case when we're on tour as well. They would tell me the tour stories the next morning yeah. that would happen maybe two meters from my bunk yeah. I have no idea I'm a, I'm a good sound sleeper that way you had a bunk? on the bus on the bus oh I'm like sorry like this this, this uh, we're, we're going to I was to, picturing your house for yeah. a second no but this we're going this, on tour now yeah this rolls into right. the band and, and yeah. being around people yeah. and and with Brendan uh, there was a few times where you know I, I kind of got ahead of myself and chewed people out that, and overstepped my boundaries when it came to other people that I didn't know that were kind of encroaching on my personal space. George's girlfriend, Renee, was trying to get into my room once and opening the door, and I had to say, honey, no, bathroom's down the hall. I later later on fooled around with her. Wow. Are you admitting this on the podcast? Should I edit this out? No, that's okay. I can leave this I don't think I ever told George. Well, You're gonna leave this in. You're gonna let me leave out. this in. Yeah, yeah. Now, let me, dude, that was like in 2002. That's only nine okay, years. Okay, that's only nine years. You'll be arrested. If can, can, can we just like <laughs> can we talk about this a little bit more? Because sure. Renee was the girl who was the the Hasidic. She was the the, the tongue, right? The, oh, for the for the Rolling Stones. Yeah, yeah. That was the her. lips. Yeah, she was yeah. the lips. George George was doing some work 
with the Rolling Stones, creating, you know, like. Can we talk about this? Yeah, I think so. So, if you ever saw the Rolling Stones during the Forty Licks tour, there would be a screen that pops up before the band goes on stage, and then there's uh, a pair of lips, just like the signature logo, the Rolling Stones logo. Yeah. And there'd be a shot of milk at the screen, and then the lips lick the the milk or whatever. Yeah. Our roommate George shot that for the Stones. Yeah. And the pair of lips was this girl, Renee, that Brennan is talking about. Yeah. Hey, listen, I didn't fool around with her. I think I can say it. She's quite a looker. Yeah. It's great. I mean, I didn't now, know you this. You know what? Revelation. Right after uh, the night of the You wow. Forgotten in People album release mm-hmm. at the Lula Lounge Club. Oh, so you were in, you were in your... Yeah, you're Grand. Your yeah, you're, you're the light. band was just starting out. God, yeah, the buzz going. Yeah, the whole. Yeah, anything was possible. Everything. You could. And George was shooting all the backstage so stuff. He was, he, was he was your bitch <laughs> that night. You were telling her to shoot. Yeah. And then this lady, she saw you in all your glory. This is what she goes. She says, "Hey, what's up? I'm really excited about." That. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't think I can improvise. What, she had a cold? You could have bagged her if she had a cold or something. I don't think you could have. She had a really sore throat. Hey, she needed a cough well. drop today. I really need, I really need to relax. <laughs> she needed a halls? <laughs> <laughs> I heard about this new method of carrying the common cold. That's great. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so there's there was a lot of people who were coming in the house, and there's a lot of traffic coming in and out. I'm not used to that, and you really kind of living with you really pulled me into this social circle that I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been in uh, if I hadn't moved in with you guys. I mean, I was a friend of Richard's who brought me into the house because it was a one-on-one thing. I'm usually friends with people one-on-one. I'm not a group guy that we all hang out at the mall and then. We all know each other from there, and so the broken social scene group is is a is a dynamic that is is alien to me, and I could never be in something like that. That is why our band has three people, you know, minimum amount of people as possible. So you and couldn't do Wu Tang Clan. No, exactly. Which is, I think I said that. <laughs> I've and and a lot of people don't realize this. Also, is I poke fun at broken social scene in the media, but I always do it, and, and whenever I see Brennan, we always have a laugh. Although I don't think a lot of people realize that. There's a lot of people who, especially in Canada, I find, who, who polarize our two genres. Like, mm-hmm. rock stays on this side, yeah. and this indie rock thing stays on the other side. But yeah. when I when we were living together, you're like, you're a big Slayer fan, you're a big metalhead, old school metalhead. Did I get you a Saxon shirt from the tour? No, you didn't. I really would have wanted one. But that's... I but saw Oh, oh yeah, no. Oh, I saw Saxon in '86 at the concert. See, a lot of people don't realize that that's also a meeting ground between me and Brendan. At the and at the same time, I'm a big C and Cake fan. I, we all we both love Dinosaur Junior. Yeah. Slint fan. We're you know I can meet you on there. So so a lot of people in in this country I find they really polarize 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 our band from all those all these kind of indie rock bands that I think broken social scene really broke the wall down for. I remember I saw Justin um, Justin Peroff. Uh, the drummer of yes, Broken Social Yes. Yes. At a, at a bar in Toronto, and our, our drummer had just quit, and I was with our guitarist, and I said, Justin, 
you're on a you're on drum and brutal nights and he said well what's the bpm and then what's the bpm what's the bpm did he really say that yeah and then the, my, my guitarist was like you can't do it in our band <laughs> did <laughs> but he really I still say that? had him yeah he did what's what kind of question is that what's the bpm yeah, like what, know, you but... only have one song. What's on your rider? We did. We do only have one song. Yeah, yeah. What's on your? That would be my question. Okay, here's what's on what our. What are you guys rider. traveling? Exactly. Uh, what Vegan. kind of hotels do you like to stay We're in? Such Vegan rider. That's, those are my no questions. No hotels. Too. We're sleeping on floors. Vegan rider. Vegan rider. All vegan rider. See ya. You ever heard yeah. that song, Vegan Rider? But the amount of people that that roll through broken social scene is is quite impressive. But mm-hmm. what what remains is always. Kevin and Brendan from day one. That is really, I think, broken social scene. Am I right? The core uh, of it. Well, Justin, Justin, Justin Paroff. Yeah, 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 he's. But you guys did that first. Sorry, I guess if you're gonna count, I'm going all the way feel, back. Yeah, feel good loss. So yeah, Kevin and I are at the. I remember when you gave me a copy of "You Forgot It in People," and I took it on on tour with me. Uh-huh. And this is back in the day when there were, I had to take a disc man yeah. with me and a whole CD booklet. Remember yeah. those days? Yeah. So I was listening to it and I was playing it for people. And I was getting a great response. And I I, I swear to God, I thought you guys were on a really good... I, was, I think I even emailed you. I, this is a great thing. I mean, this is... I think you're really on to something here. <laughs> this is a really good thing. And I had no idea. When I got back, it just... It made sense to me. But the, the, the arc as to how it took off, especially in this country, was yeah. incredible. Everybody got on board. There's always been indie rock bands in Canada and in America. But we've never had... I think a band that we could champion in indie rock where people would be proud of to have as the poster kids to the world. This is something that we will show the world. Not all these other bands that, you know, we've been kind of supporting all this time, but Broken Social Scene was the first band I noticed that really Canada got behind and this is us. And it was a different kind of um, band. There was a revolving door. There was all kinds of instruments. There's all kinds of people. You didn't know who you're gonna get every night. Well, it was kinda, an interesting way to be a band. It represented also, you know, ten, ten or plus years of bands in in Canada. That's that true too. Stuff, like members of people who were all in very good standing and were accomplished musicians by the time the band started, right? Yeah, I guess we were. We were. I, I, I don't know. Me and Kevin talked about about it a lot at the house. But I was supposed to do a collaboration with you guys once long ago. We were supposed to do half on a baby. Right, half on you a baby. Do R. Kelly the cover? R. Kelly jam. I was gonna. I was gonna sing that song. You guys were gonna cover the R. Kelly song, half on a baby, and I was I gonna. Forgot s- about that. I was gonna be the R. Kelly. Is that a duet with a male and female? No, I don't think so. It's just it would have been though if me and Kevin sang it together. Yeah, it would have been. Why? Which one's the female? No, we'll just take a verse. Oh, I verse. see, I see. Yeah, but which one's the female? Let's take a verse. On a baby. Yeah. You could do. I believe I can fly. It's a great song. Yeah, it's a good tune. Yeah. Did you ever get your mind blown by raving? By raving. All right, so it's been, it's been left up to me to, to uh, pick up the pieces. I that kind of. Let's just uh, wrap this up here. You can throw so, raving under the bus now. So it's nice to know that Brendan is in a band 
and I am in a band. Oh, this is how we're going to end it right here. <laughs> you got things and places, things to do, places to be. And Always. Nick, you're... I got to do some stuff, too. Oh, you do got to do yeah. some stuff. Okay. I'm driving them there. He's going to drive Oh, you guys hook that stuff, stuff up? Yeah. yeah. Not okay. all the way there. He I gets, got all uh, kinds of jobs. Oh, I'm yeah. not... I'm not a nobody. Yeah, you did... Ha- okay. So... <laughs> Let's let's wrap this up because we've been trying to figure out how to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, Off well, mic. Well, first of all, thanks a lot, Brandon, for coming down and hey, doing this pleasure. podcast, yeah, walking down memory lane. A few people were thrown under the bus in the process, and I'm glad that they were because it just adds more drama to the whole podcast. Yeah, there's and nothing better than a bus accident. We've we've kind of been putting off the whole metal talk every time metal gets brought up in this podcast for another episode, and I'd like to formally invite you to come down to the metal roundtable we've got planned and and love, talk metal with love us. Love the metal roundtable. Yeah, it'd be great. We're going to have some other metal officers from the metal militia and uh, talking about all things metal in the coming weeks. And uh, what do you got in store for everybody out there who is interested? Uh, what have I got? Well, I got a little trip to South America with the band, with Broken Social Scene, uh, November, uh, Argentina and Brazil. And then, you know, work on some music, try and finish it, try and release it. And let me be, I've never done this, and I'll do it on the mic yeah. I'm offering my services for the next solo album or the next bro- broken social scene album. If you need a yeah, baby, oh girl, <laughs> <laughs> and let me do this on the mic. I'd like to offer you my services if you need someone to uh, offer up a hacking cough. Okay, that's okay, it. that's it. That's Fuck. a wrap. Fucking hell. Nice wrap. This has been the worst, worst wrap ever. Fucking <laughs> the longest wrap up of all time. Let's just fucking stop. No, hang on a second. <laughs> what? Twitter.com slash X Fuck off. Okay, I'm gonna fucking oh tweet it. I know. Bye. <laughs> Boy. Bye.